Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie. I'm the director of the Dalen Memorial Library. And with me today is Miss Joanne, our children's program director. Good morning. Um, you have some guests in the background. I know. Do you want to mention? The McQueenies are here. They're having a tea party. Good. So if you hear little tea cups clinking, don't bother. That's Don't. fine. I'm having to Don't worry. Too. We're open. Mm-hmm. And um, Amy is here. Okay. Hello. Welcome back from sickness. How are yes. you feeling? Um, better. Better. I'm still not 100%, but... But your earrings match your sweater, better. so there you, can't, we go. Yay. you can't feel that bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was able to color code in the morning. <laughs> um, I will say that the... Um, the cold, fluish bug is going around town. Mm-hmm. My husband suffered over the weekend. I'm and my sorry daughter, for your loss. she woke up this morning and she was like, No, no, no. And I'm like, We're not getting sick. We're not getting sick. <laughs> we are not getting sick. So I'm going to try and kill it with Think coffee. healthy thoughts. I am. Yeah. Did that work for you? No, not at all. <laughs> I was this one completely on, yeah. took me by surprise. Uh-huh. Well, it is February, which is the month of illness yeah. because yeah. we're so excited about that weather. I know. Turning, um, the groundhog. Did not see his shadow, right? right? So we're moving forward to early spring. spring. It, it does feel like early spring a little. It hasn't really felt like winter very much. Do you hear much. the birds? Yes, mm-hmm. the birds the are bird, very And active. the snowdrops came up Trippy. outside. They did already. Oh. Yeah. You kind of feel sad for them because you're like, six inches of snow is coming. But, you know, that's their job. I don't think there's up. any snow on the forecast. No, and I saw that the maple syrup was running too. Mm-hmm. That started early, so that's a sign. Nature's yep. not waiting. No. Yep. They're like ready to go. It is weird, though, when it's in the 50s. And then it's back down into the yeah. 19th. Right. So um, we can blame it on one thing. <laughs> I won't say it. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Exactly. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I did title this podcast, Meet Me at the Library, because it feels like every single post I'm putting up says, you know, a meeting or a meet or a town mm-hmm. meeting. Everything has the word meet in it. Yum. And we've been having a lot of gatherings here at the library this month. So I just yep. wanted to go over some of them. And I first want to acknowledge that um, one of the former librarians uh, here in town died. Uh, Dorothy Dot Smith passed away. She was a yep. hundred. hundred years. Cheers to Dot. Yes. Cheers to you, Dot. She, um, if you read the history of the library, she jumped in here in 1967 after a scandalous um, library director was let go. I know. <laughs> there was a little I know. Scandal. It was, it was um, wow. exciting. Yeah. She just wasn't them. following the rules that the library trustees set down. So Uh-oh. she left and there was a mm. gap. And so Dot Smith stepped in for five years and according to the history she really turned this place around Mm -hmm. so she was also listed in the obituary did you read it i did she was like the town clerk the town secretary Mm -hmm. she wow yeah she worked as a town darling she was everything she Mm -hmm. had like 15 roles for the so for the people who are listening who are not volunteering for anything like Take a little clue. I mean, it's aspire our, to Dot's greatness. I our know. good friend Mary like Catherine Dot. always says you should take a position for an obituary builder, and mm-hmm. this was a great yeah. example of that. You wow. just couldn't believe all the things that she did. Mm. So, she made a big difference in our town. Yes, I think so. she was um, this one that top-notch volunteer, and everybody knew her. So mm-hmm. um, mm. I'm sad that she passed away, but she was also one of our top borrowers. Yeah, her right. and her daughter Barbara used to come in, and my former library director Karen used to tell me. If you check it out to Barbara and Dorothy's not with her, 
you need to check it out twice because Dorothy's reading it too. So right. everything Barbara read, Dot read. I so, remember that. Yeah, yeah me so too. It, you would see Karen like ding it in and ding it out twice, and you're like, what, what are you, are you doing? doing? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know Dot's going to read it too. So that was kind of a funny thing. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, I thought that was worth mentioning. And some of the meetups we have had here... Um, it's been all over the place because the library's not that big, what? right, to have meetups, but <laughs> we still have to have these gatherings. Mm -hmm. So the um, representatives from the school boards at Sauhegan and the Village School were here on Saturday, and they opened themselves up to just like a drop-in, a meet-and-greet. So mm -hmm. Stephen O'Keefe, Sarah Lawrence was here, Peter Eckhoff, and we had um, a round table, table discussion. You could ask any question. Mm -hmm. um, so I was here, and Dad was here, a couple other people were here. And, and the conversation was all over the place, but a lot of it focused on that kind of seventh and eighth grade um, contract oh, and yeah. the possibility. Did you learn anything new? I did. The addition on to the, to the village school is kind of moving forward. Like, don't panic. It's just the architects are starting to um, look at the possibility. Like, I where think people would be very go? surprised by this information. Yeah. Maybe you're not paying attention, but mm -hmm. we have a contract. A $1.5 million, maybe more by now, um, tuition agreement with the Amherst Middle School. Right. Yeah. And when right. that expires, we have to either sign it, potentially for a higher price, to send our kids down to the middle school, or we have to have an alternative solution. And one of those alternative solutions is to build onto the village school mm -hmm. at an unknown cost. So. They're engaging with an architect. There's a, a committee of people, which you can get on. They're literally begging people to get on this right. committee right. Um, to have a voice to say, okay, how much would it cost to put an addition on? And, and what would it look like to staff it? And where would we get the curriculum? And would we be under the SAU 39 umbrella? So, like, all these questions mm. are out there. So if you're listening and you have, like, a third, a fourth grader, this is going to directly impact you, right? Like, yeah. this is going right. to take time. Yep. But it, it's going to come soon. And if you're a taxpayer who doesn't have any children in the school, you should be paying attention. Everyone should pay attention. Right. There, there, this has a, a, got a lot of big feelings. Uh -huh. People mm -hmm. have big opinions. Um, right. You can't just say, no, we're not going to put an addition on the school. And then you get the bill for the increase in tuition. Exactly. You'd be like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's... It's X million of dollars. We could have built onto the school for X million of dollars. Like, it's a long game right. decision here. So get in on it. Get in on it. So that was one of the meet and greets we had. We also had Cookbook Club here last night. That was, it good? was a huge meetup of people. They love your Cookbook Club. Mm. 17 people we wow. crammed in here to eat off a giant buffet of That's food. Amazing. And um, you want to hear the best part about it? I do. We took pictures. Like, we always post a picture of it. And the cookbook author, she's so famous. What? She commented. She wow. did. Get yes. out. Who was she? Um, oh, my gosh. Well, I'm going to mispronounce her name. Oh. I don't have the book in front of me. Her oh. name is Tegan. Tegan Gerard. Yeah. So, first I put it on Instagram. Like Are my, you kidding? I'm not kidding you. So I was home. You're Maybe she's a fan of the podcast. I don't know. Um, so I was at home making my dish, which was like the shredded Brussels sprout salad. So I took a picture of it, and I just put it on my story, and I tagged half Half-baked half harvest. harvest. Oh, I saw right? that. I saw that. And she replied immediately. She said, well, you should tag yeah, her on this. Thanks for testing my recipe. And I'm like, wow, she's got like, uh, I always imagine like a 20-year-old floating in a pool just doing their job, which is social media. Yes. Like, oh, oh some girl in L.A. replied to me from the pool, right? But Maybe, maybe she wants her. to come to the New England. I literally thought I could have Zoomed her in. If I had said, hey, wow. do you want to Zoom in at 7 o'clock and say hi to my group? She might have said yes. Anyways, 
So then later I got home and I posted it and I tagged her. I said, oh, if you think this is good, you should, you should look at our page later. You know, like uh-huh. I, we have a whole group of people. And so she um, put a like and started following the page. I'm like, oh, wow. are you kidding me? So thanks to social media. That's um, very I hope fun. she appreciate it. That's a feel good Yeah, story. it was a feel mm. good story. So um, Cookbook Club in Tiny Town, like we actually got out to the author and um, that was fun. So if you can join us next month for Cookbook Club. We're going to do it a little different next month. It's bring a cookbook to share and bring your favorite dish. So you're, Mm. it's chef's choice. So chef's choice of book and dish. And then we'll have a round table discussion. So like you, what's your brownie recipe? Is that in a book? It is. It actually is in a cookbook. Um, It's a Mary Englebright, who's Mm. an an illustrator. Like the 80s. Back in like the early 90s or maybe even She did those like. Cupid dolls Cute, yeah, and cutesy. the little yep. cherries. Yep, and cherries exactly. She did a series of cookbooks, mm-hmm. and it's this little square darling cookbook, and that's what it's from. You should from come to cookbook club. I we, could make it. Those mm-hmm. are famous. You talk about those. All yep, the they time, are so. award-winning brownies. Award-winning yeah. brownies. Um, so that's how it's going to go. Chef's choice. I don't know what I'm going to pick. I well, I thought about it because um, my daughter's going to make pierogies mm. because that's like a. Family oh, that's your favorite. Family yes. And um, so she's like, I'm just going to make a big batch of those. I'm like, yeah. And someone brought up comfort food. So, of course, right. your favorite recipe is going to be comforting comfort. to you. You're not yeah. going to, like, bring something that's just complicated and annoying. <laughs> so I think it is going to be a lot of homey food. Yeah. And that'll be good. So that's Perfect. really good. And then I know we talked about it at the last podcast, but we had our first community conversation. Oh. And the topic yes. was volunteering. And it was so good. I was there. Um, I went to that one. So what do we have? We had like 16 people in the room yep. and maybe six people Full on table. Zoom. Zoom's on not Zoom. my favorite, but I did want to offer it so oh, right. people could maybe listen in. But we did get people on the Zoom kind of chatting. Yes. Well, you, you had someone completely separate from yourself monitoring the Zoom yes. so that they could say, oh, Bonnie, you've got someone ready to That's the to only come. way I figured how That's, we could yeah, do it. That was good. Yeah. Yep. So um, here's the... The good news and the bad news about the volunteering conversation. So what we did is we had a survey ahead of time. We reviewed the yeah. survey as kind of like maybe talking points. And then we made a list of challenges. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want to call them problems. The challenges yeah. we have of volunteering in town. Yeah. And then after we created that list, we gave some ideas for solutions. Right? Yeah. So uh, my takeaway from that evening was the number one problem in town about volunteering is not the lack of volunteers, but communication. So I think yeah, we pretty much nailed it that it's not that people don't want to volunteer. It's just they don't know about the volunteer opportunity. Right. There's no job descriptions. It's poorly communicated on social media. Yes. And the solution to that, I know you're going to be surprised, um, is to create either a page on the town website yep. and maybe a role for mm. a volunteer coordinator. So we know that the village school has a volunteer coordinator, or at least they used to. For the PTA. Yeah. Right. Yes, and it's always this person who's very dynamic and socially connected. Mm-hmm. And even if you aren't yet, if you were the volunteer coordinator, you would quickly become socially connected to well, figure out how to fill these roles that need to be filled, yeah. right? And it can be something as light as we need gardeners to come. Not that that's light work, it's hard work. But I'm just yeah. saying, you know, it is a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> it you is. You know, compared to like, do you want to volunteer to be a selectman and run for the position versus do you want to pull weeds down at the gazebo? Right. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of needs. Well, some of it's physical yes. heavy lifting. Some of it's mental heavy lifting. Some of it is three-year committee. Some is like seasonal work mm-hmm. like, or just right. one event. Like, hey, right. can you run the, um, 
I don't know, the pie eating contest or spring gala. Like, that always needs someone because someone's yep. got to go pick those pies up. Someone's got to wipe those faces. Yeah, so. I, I don't even like that. <laughs> anyway, so I got the whole, everybody participated at a really high level. Like, mm. it exceeded my expectations for feedback. And we yep. really stuck to an agenda. It was one hour. We're out. So I'm going back to the selectmen to report our findings. And I hope they follow through and consider this excellent solution to an identified problem mm-hmm. and we can maybe get a volunteer coordinator if i wasn't the library director i would already do that job i, I know like that job i think yep. that is yep. a challenge to someone put a request it's in important. and say you know we need this you know anyone it's who can fill it mm-hmm. yeah so um our next community conversation not so fun the capital improvement plan mm. they launched their uh, oh, public presentation i liked that one right a lot of people came Mm-hmm. And my only criticism of that was that the PowerPoint presentation, although excellent and thorough and very detailed, I couldn't see it. Was there you go? Was oh. so far away because of course you have this giant screen. But it's not like you know when you're at a bar watching the Super Bowl. Like you know, it's just little words up there right. with bad lighting and the audio. You couldn't hear anything oh, no. because the fans were on. Those so. fans, those cursed right. fans. So yeah, great information. Mm-hmm. Great people on the committee. Mm-hmm. Good questions from. From the audience mm, but yeah I couldn't see the um, slides uh, yeah so and constantly this people next time you come to a, an event folks and you want to talk put your face right in the microphone for oh, heaven's yeah. sake uh, how many times I'd be like yeah. I'm doing this I'm putting my hand to my ear like hello hello we can't hear you just I yelled out like more like Brittany you know yeah. but I should have said Taylor because like do people even know who Brittany Spears is? <laughs> like, bring it to the microphone, Brittany. Yeah. Um, yes. And so, good point that you couldn't see the PowerPoint presentation. I so I that... wanted to ask a question. Uh-huh. What was your question? Well, I'm, I, can't, I, I don't recall. <laughs> but I wanted to have a better um, information so I could have a, an informed question. Like, well, here, here's my question. I wanted to know the fire... Um, the fire station is almost paid off in like a couple of years or something like that. So I wanted to know, they they did this great work telling us, um, you know, projected. Level loading graph. Right. And I'm like, no, I wanted to know, now when is that, that fire station is going to be paid off within a matter of a couple of years. And that should give us a little bit of relief. Right. But hmm. I couldn't, for the life of me, see the years. Right. And I was um, just afraid of um, saying something stupid. Well, I don't think there's that, no such thing. Bye, everybody. Bye, Thanks everybody. for having me. Bye, you guys. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I don't think there's anything, you know, wrong with asking a question that... But I couldn't... Right? You know what I mean? Like, I just felt mm. a little Well, I know the answer, but I'm not going to say. Um, oh. Go in and... Because uh, it came up at another presentation. Oh, did it? Yes, it came up because you would have expected to see... Um, I think they're, they were in orange... That orange would have had this drop Yeah, because off. it was like almost, was it a million or two million for the for the firehouse? Years and years ago. Oh, yeah. So it was close like, to two million. Let's say it was a $2 million. I don't think it was quite. 25-year yeah. bond. 20, but, 20, so my 20-year bond. My question is, it's like yeah. that. It's almost done. Okay, so the firemen know that's almost done. So they built in their next ass, oh. right? So okay, it's, it's to not, keep it as a level instead of dips. Right. Which is what? Yeah. The capital improvement plan yes. is trying to do 
to right. keep us at an even keel so instead of the valleys yeah, and peaks. The firemen peaks. level loaded their ass. I see. Not based on our asks. They were like, okay, right. and then we'll do a truck here, right. and then we'll mm-hmm. do some this and that. So okay. then when you merged it in with what everybody else asked, unfortunately, also in 2027, the town hall project is hoping to be executed. So that mm-hmm. drop you would have seen in the fire mm-hmm. was filled with potentially town hall Other renovation. Uh. So it does level load it. So it it's hard to read that graph, but I would take some time. Mm-hmm. People who are listening, if you haven't, it's right on the town website. Yep. Go into the strategic advisory committee page under committees and boards. It's hard to find, but like mm-hmm. front page, committee and board. SAC, click on that, and then he has a link to the deck that you can look review these. And um, somebody gave me the feedback. I did read the slides, but I need an explanation. So hmm. if you're in that camp, come to my Capital Improvement Plan Community Conversation. Is it? Next Thursday, February 27th, I've got the chair, Paul Lavertu's coming. Um, Pim Granstra, he is many things. He's school board. He's fireman. He's got a really good overview of the town. He's lived here a long time. He's great. And then a the great one and only too. Mm-hmm. Eileen Neighbor is Ooh. coming. She knows everything good. about everything. And oh, I'll does. come to this that. I'd is like a that. really so it'll be a panel discussion this time instead of a roundtable discussion. I'm going to set up a projector so they can show the slides. And because you're in tiny little mm. library, you'll be able to see it better. Is it the same? Is it the same presentation only a different venue? It's the same presentation, but a living room style mm-hmm. instead of a how they did it in the NPR, which I'd be curious to come to that too. Yeah. So I already saw after the presentation that there were people on Chatter, that's our town Facebook page, say asking more questions. They're like they wanted a Zoom link. Well, guess what? There wasn't a Zoom link to that evening, and mm-hmm. even if there was, you wouldn't have been able to hear anything. Mm, right. But, um, the school owns the technology to do a zoom but the town does not own technology and the town and the school are two separate animals so when i do something over in the npr i have to request all a person Mm -hmm. to run the zoom and do all that and like they're not so willing to help like it's not that they're not helpful but it's like oh we've got to pay someone to come up and sit at your presentation Mm -hmm. it's not really their job so it's not as easy as you think to get a zoom going right and when you talked about that um that fan mm-hmm. oh my yeah. word the Noisy. fan i i don't typically even think about the fan you know why i know it was you're terrible? trying to talk because eileen neighbor who we just said awesome amazing goes to everything said i'll just zoom in and she said she gave up because she couldn't hear anything so if eileen neighbor yeah. is home and she's a zoom expert and she's like i can't even hear anything she's out you know it wasn't great yeah so anyways we're gonna have that community conversation again and so if you have Perfect. questions well, they did a great job. They did a lot yeah, of work. So much work. So let's. My favorite part is that know. they have agreed. This is what always happens when one of these big things gets done. The committee has met their charter. They hand it back to the selectmen and say, we did our job. And then it kind of goes, doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So they have committed to meeting potentially quarterly. Um, for sure, you'd mm-hmm. want to meet after town meeting to see if what mm-hmm. you put in the plan made it through the process. It got voted through, like so for the library project. If it gets voted through, how does that impact the future yep. CIP? If it doesn't get voted through, what, what changes? Like you're mm-hmm. going to have to shift all that. Right. And then meeting in September, because it's right before budgets are set, right? So you want in September, Smart. you might want to look at that capital improvement plan and say, okay. 
I know we said this, but maybe we should focus on this project because, hey, we just got this huge grant for the town hall. Let's shuffle town hall to this year and instead of waiting two years or, or no, we're going to fundraise based on that awesome grant and like we're going to push that out a year. Like those decisions have to be made by the planning board and the selectmen, you know, like an informed decision. Don't just leave that plan that they just presented right. on the shelf. Like it's a, it's living, a living document. That's what and Paul said. Who right? better right. to make sure that it stays alive mm-hmm. than the people on the committee? Yeah, right. Sure. They understand it. They know it. They can drive it. Exactly. Speaking of the selectmen, um, another meeting is coming up, and it's called Meet the Candidate. Oh, the yes. library I'll be happy for that one too. We love to host this, mm-hmm. and. Um, when people file for offices in town, that happens in January, right? We know who's running for our elected positions. Mm-hmm. If there's ever a race, we like mm-hmm. to showcase the candidates. And then it's like, um, you know, you get to meet them and hear what they're all about and why they're running. So um, has it been a long time since we've had a race? Like, I feel like last year we just did donuts here with the people who right, were running. Right, because there was no race. No contested. Two years ago? Two years ago Two years. we did. So mm-hmm. we have a race this year for selectmen. Um, Howard Brown is the seated selectman right now, and his position is up, and he will be running against um, Mike Fimble is is a challenger. So mm-hmm. it's Mike Fimble against Howard Brown. If you come to meet the candidate on March 7th in the NPR, I don't think I'm Zooming it <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's a meet and greet. We can't meet you if you're in your right. pajamas at home. Mm-hmm. Um, we're encouraging people to come and meet all the candidates who are running for yep. all different positions. So if you've never met... Autumn Gardenia, who's yep. running for treasurer as a write-in, right. come meet her. And um, Amy, are you running? School. Is your position yep. up the again? Yep, c- clerk is a one-year position. Oh, I it was are you doing me. it again? I am. Yay! Yeah. So you could come meet Amy in person. She's famous. And um, you definitely don't want to miss so the first half hour of the meet and greet. Very social. We'll all have name tags on. There'll yep. be cookies there, I'm pretty sure. And then um, our town moderator will facilitate the Q&A a little more formal yep. with Howard and Mike because um, you get, you'll you get to go to the microphone mm. and ask a question. Yeah. And um, interesting, when this was Mike Berry and John Quinlan, I believe. They, Tim, Tim Berry. Tim, Tim Berry. Berry. What did I say? Mike Berry. Mm-hmm. Tim Berry. Um, people went to the microphone and asked if they were just straight up supporters of the library project. And I'm like, wow, not dodging any questions here. You know, like, yeah, they and did. they right. have to answer. And so you can ask any question you mm-hmm. want of the selectmen mm-hmm. and then you're kind of putting them on the spot to catch their views. So do you have any questions for the selectmen? The two running? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know. I'm going to hold my questions. Um, I'm going to see if someone else asks the question that I want to ask. Right. right. But what I don't want to happen is people be shy and not go up and ask the hard questions. Right. Like, this is right. your chance to ask the selectmen how they feel about certain right. things. Right. Make an informed decision. So you can make an informed decision. Because, so. you know, we're a small town, and so everybody knows Howard. Everybody knows Mike. Mike was a selectman he before. Was. He's been so a selectman. it's twenty years ago. You know, so you see them around, you know them, but do you know them? Do you know what they stand for? Do you know what how they lean? Mm-hmm. Um, right, for there's some vision of the town. So yeah, there's some big projects coming up, and I'm very curious where Mike stands on all of them, right? Because mm-hmm. if you put him in, he's three years 
on right. the select board. So what's happening in the next three years? If you looked at the capital improvement plan, you can see. So I kind of want to understand if he's read the capital improvement plan. And, and how are you? Does he agree with it? Right. And hear mm -hmm. both of their views. Yeah. So my, all my questions are about capital improvement. So there, uh -huh. I just revealed. If you're listening, Howard <laughs> or Mike, study up on CIP. <laughs> study up, study up. But it's on the test. Yes, meet the candidate night. Um, fun. And thank you to David Sturm, our town moderator, because mm -hmm. um, I don't want it to appear slanted at all. We are just putting it. We are. No, the, it's a community We're the organizers. Service. Yep, community service. There you go. If you have any questions, um, I believe the sample ballot is available on the town clerk's website. That's and where you've you can see. We've got one printed here. We've got one printed here, and those write-ins. Those positions, I know welfare is wide open. Um, the welfare oh. officer was. I haven't heard anybody asking to be written mm. in for that. But um, interesting. if you miss that filing period and you want to be something in town, you could always right. put a write-in. Yep. Right? Write-in. Mm -hmm. um, Amy White is running unopposed for library trustees. So yay! Mm -hmm. That was um, every year one of the trustees mm -hmm. is up. So Amy's up this year. But. All right. Other meetings we've been having here. Um, book clubs have been trucking through booming booming mm -hmm. uh, morning book discussion had a full room you're just the classics, just the classics. read gulliver's travels what yes. are they reading next uh lord jim by conrad mm -hmm. there you go and two people asked me about just the classics they're looking for a oh. serious book club and Ooh. i was like that okay. is it they're so, serious yeah. over there and, that, and merlika jumped back in she did i saw that yep. this yes. woman in my cookbook club elizabeth last night is like i'm looking for a serious book club I'm like, well this one is okay. it nothing's right. more serious than the classics, classics right 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 <laughs> and then um how about your meetup with all the kiddos the winter laps at story time oh i know story time and laps that we just finished our winter it was um, all about love right this whole yeah. place love your library yeah it's good you know i love i love it so we're finished for the winter and we'll start another one up in the Spring, I always feel kind of bad, you know, like, okay, this is it. Now we have a little break. Right, they get used to coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but if they come every single week, they'll just get desensitized. Yes. Right? Right. Right. Because they, I'll tell you what, that lap set group, they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> they are so good for their ages. Like, yeah. usually the babies are kind of all over the place and they can't, right. can't hold their yeah. attention mm -hmm. and it just becomes a big play date for an hour. But yeah. it feels like it flipped this time. It laps it has its rhythm. Yes. And story time is like, you never know. Story time, <laughs> like, you never know. Who's coming? You never know. You know, some of the kids, you can tell, maybe haven't developed a love for being read to just yet just but yet it'll you're, happen you're yes. making it happen and they love seeing sure. each other like the story time yeah. kids are really like social like they hug each other at mm -hmm. the door and they kind of want to go play That's yeah you know, right like, away right mm -hmm. away and huh. the the lapsit kids just come in and sit they're like mesmerized by you they're like what <gasps> miss joanne miss joanne like, i saw one of my little lapsit kids out at the home depot did he recognize you i think he was confused mm -hmm. by my right. presence outside the library it was pretty funny He's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, well, I thought all the crafts were particularly cute this time, too. It just felt like everything had a little heart or a little love to it. Thank you. And the parents um, of the Lapsit group are really bonding. I can mm -hmm. see friendships being made. And that's, that's kind of one of our jobs, too, mm. is to get, they're coming here to meet each other. Right. And there's been some interesting conversations, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they're kind of getting into the politics of town and, and kind of talking about their own passions. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so 
that's one of the things we offer, right? It's kind of like a little support for the parents too. Yeah. Even though the kids are here for those literacy skills, the parents are finding human connection and validation and they kind of linger. They do linger. We have to kick the laps at people out because story time's coming. We're like, go yeah. home, have Round lunch. two. Round two. Yeah. Yeah. You get about 20 minutes instead of an if hour that, in between. Yeah, if that, mm-hmm. in between. Mm-hmm. And if I've got to reset a craft, watch out. Watch out. So um, while you've been planning all of Lapsit and story time in the background. The two of you have been putting together Wizarding Week. I um, it's, it's becoming a well-oiled machine to the point where it used to be like we would talk about it all the time, all the time, all the time, you know. But right. now it's like okay, we have it slated. Like this happens now, and so yeah. mm-hmm. we're coming up on open registration. Yes, Thursday, this, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, registration. So returning students. They get, they get the day before returning students have their... Do you want to say what Wizarding Week is for our new people? Wizarding Week is our camp that we have an April vacation. It's a deep dive into imaginative play, and it's based on the Harry Potter book series. We work in conjunction with the, with the um, SAU 39. Um, they cook all of our meals for us. We take over the... Mm. Um, NPR at the Mount Vernon Village School and we completely turn it into uh, a castle and a town and the kids come and spend a week with us. There's a lot of people volunteer behind the scenes and teaching. Um, A lot of teenagers are in mentor roles. It's very good. It's very good. Mm -hmm. what year is this? experience this is our fifth year it mm-hmm. should be our seventh year yeah covid we had COVID. Yeah. covid so for covid years i did like online not the same classes mm-hmm. a lot of work but mm-hmm. yeah not the same yeah. so fifth year and um what are your dates april april 22nd 26th and um space is limited Space right. limited. By I the did. time you listen to this, like I'm trying to get this out. Yeah, when are you going to do it? I, I'm going to try and get this out by tomorrow, Wednesday. So if you're mm-hmm. listening and you've never done Harry or Wizarding Week. Wizarding Week. You should give um, it a try. So um, Space is limited. you got to be third grade to? Third to sixth uh-huh. grade. And um, yeah, some people have questions. They, they might say, well, my child has never read Harry Potter. Well, there's time. Pick up a book and read it. Oh, yeah. um, February break. What? What do you do? And you eight, could just April audio. break. It's right. April no, break. No, you could do. During oh right, the February. Right. February. Right. February. Yes, right. and what? Jim Dale is a wonderful um, narrator oh, for yes. the books. Very good. Um, so it's really fun. Yeah. Someone um, admitted they never read it and they just watched the movies. Is that okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Librarian sigh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. At that, least they know. Well, the thing is, I'm not going to gatekeep. <laughs> from that most kids have read the book Mm -hmm. some kids are not great readers and they feel maybe "Eh, i don't know if i want to i just want to read the book uh, Mm -hmm. watch the movie i think the movie is a really good um additional tool for your imagination um i would suggest that you try to read the first book and watch the movie afterwards Mm -hmm. that's a good idea um but compare and contrast but yeah so the camp isn't like we're pretending we're harry potter or that Harry Potter is there. No. It's more like this. It's more like we are pretending we are attending the school mm-hmm. where Harry Potter once went about 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, 
new professors, new leadership. Sometimes we get new, yeah. Sometimes we have new professors. Sometimes we have. It does change. Sometimes with Mm -hmm. availability. Um, Mm -hmm. Amy is doing a little bit of Mm -hmm. professorship this time. Yep. What room are you going to be in? I am doing. Are you potions? Sorry, flu fog. Potions. Potions. Thank you. Exciting. That's the best smelling room. Um, it's everybody's favorite. I like herbology too. Like, is herbology right? fun? Yeah. Dark arts is just good to visit. That's, I'm gonna know. <laughs> Divination is fun. Um, Transfiguration is fun. We've got comportment. That's where the children learn how to waltz. That's great. And we have magical meditation. That's a brand new one. Ooh. So it's gonna be so. Who's your professor? Um, Damien. Oh, he's fantastic. Is going to be doing. Pretty good. Um, he's believable. Yes. I believe in him. And then we also have um, the history of magic mm-hmm. with our own um, town moderator and one of the trustees, too. Oh, look at you getting all yeah. the celebrities. I've got now. them all. Mm-hmm. I have so many. There are so many people that help out with this yes. camp. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. And it does add up. It does fill up quickly. I did add... Um, more spots this year, though. How? Magic. Magic. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, we didn't have... Oh, <laughs> Miss Bonnie's giving me the side eye. Uh-oh. Well, because we had we no had, seats left last year. Because we added... Right. We added the 7th and 8th grade, but they're not coming oh, back. You right. See. Well, the 7th and 8th grade has disappeared from Wizarding League. They're just getting a little too... Right. A little bit too old. So those spots right. are pushed back in. So Excellent. All right, so don't worry. I'm not worried. Um, gave me a look. Just I know, because guys. we always want to add in, but we simply don't have the space. And then yep. when they all come in, we're like, oh, why do we do that? We don't have the space. Yes, no, no. Everything is Or the budget. Or the food. Is, or the, Everything's like, good. Joanne creates magic for every child. So this is not generic. This is legit. Per student. Everybody gets the same thing. So everyone's getting a wand. Everyone's getting a robe. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting... A monster book of a monsters. A monster book of magic. Like, all the things. An mm-hmm. owl. And four four classes a day for four We've days, moved it to five, five classes a day. Look at how she just adds everything yep. on. And did tuition go up? No. Oh, we're just going to do it with the same amount of money. Okay, <laughs> yes. well, that's going to be magic. That's yep. going to be magic. It is magical. And food has gone up. My food bill is higher than it was last year, but mm. it's okay. All right, if you have any questions about Wizarding Week as a volunteer, should they come here and chat with you? If they're hearing this and they think they can be helpful, well, do you need volunteers? Um, do I, I will need volunteers for moving and decorating mm-hmm. and packing up. Right, so the um, setup of the camp and the cleanup of yes, the camp. Yes, all yeah. of my teacher roles have been filled excellent so um well set up and clean up is really important <clears throat> as a person who kind of is there for those two mm-hmm. moments many hands makes light work yeah and that's really important because you're kind of tired at the end and it's you know kind of it'd be great if everybody just like <laughs> just a little yeah just a little and um, we're getting more organized on how we like kind of pack it away so mm-hmm. we're streamlining that process so Probably. But yeah, if you're good at like decorating, if you have a little flair for making, mm, drop in. Yeah, drop in and see. Join the fun. Join the fun. Yeah. All right. The last topic before we get to book recommendations, I just want to cover town meeting 101. Okay. So we got good. feedback last year from people. They said, "I listened to the podcast and I learned so much about town meeting. I didn't know anything about how to part- just participate." Right. Mm. And we kind of forget that the people who live in this town haven't lived here forever. So mm-hmm. I had a woman at book club last night who just moved here from North Carolina. Mm. 
does she know what town meeting is? Oh. No. And so we were trying to, it was funny because everyone at the table was, you know, giving her two cents about town meeting. Oh. And it, that can it's be not overwhelming. that it was, yes, it was overwhelming. And it wasn't mm. misinformation, but I don't know if she was catching like the most basic things about like, sure. when is it? Why do we do it? What time does it start? So I'm just going to cover that and okay. say that town meeting is March 13th. And that's different than town, town voting. voting the day before. The mm-hmm. day before on March 12th, on Tuesday, you're going to go to the NPR. And they'll be um, voting. You'll Oof. vote for all yeah. your elected officials yes. and positions. And that's where the school budget is because mm-hmm. it's yeah. SB2. So yes, you're voting for something big, huge, and important by a ballot. Yes. and But it'll just be school. All the town stuff that's big and amazing will be the next night at town meeting. That's where you go and you check in with your ID. You're a re- are you a registered voter? Because mm-hmm. if you're listening and you aren't, they're not going to let you in to vote, right? You can come and look, you can but, you, and can't, look, but you, you can't vote. You mm. cannot vote. So go see the town clerk. Get yourself yep. registered. Like for my friend who's new in town, I'm pretty sure she registered right when she got here with the cars, but get that done. And um, town meeting is on the 13th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. What time should you go? Are, are, what, what did you say? Town meeting? On oh, the I'm 13th? sorry. Town meeting is 7 p.m. <laughs> I screwed up. I know. I wanted to know if you were talking about the voting. Voting is 7 a.m. to 7 so, p.m. The day oh, before on the, the 12th. Bring money to the Friends of the Library. are going to have their bake sale. They do the election day bake sale. Oh, that's right. On that day. On so the you'll, 12th. you'll come in, you'll check yeah, in, on the 12th. you'll vote. We you'll won't be there on the 13th. You'll go out and there'll be a big sale. Say hi to mm-hmm. them. And that's where you go into the ballot bo- booth. Correct. Just like on a, any old regular election. That's on the 12th. That's this is confusing. It is confusing. It might confuse people. And then you'll feel like you're done, but you're not you're done. You're not You've done. Just Come back the next yeah. day. It opens at 7 p.m. Doors p.m. open at? 6. 6. 6. Start but at we seven. start at 7. Now, why so would I go at 6 if it starts at 7? If you want a chair, there might be a line. Yeah. Um, it takes time to check in. To check in, right. and you get your little piece of paper. It's good mingling time, right? Yep. Yeah, it is. And then you find a chair. You're going to want a chair. Right. So last year I didn't realize, because we didn't know that 508 people were going to cram into one room, mm-hmm. um, that there were people who were challenged in standing that amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I should 100% have kicked my children out of their seats yep. and given them yep. to somebody else. So I know that issue was brought up this year. They want to mm-hmm. make sure there's enough parking. They want to make sure there's enough places mm. to sit. Yep. And they want to make sure that the secret ballot portion of the evening, which is when we vote more articles, things that are very expensive, we don't want to be raising our hand right. you want in public. Whether right, we privacy for that. A little privacy for that. That takes some time. Um, so there's only two of those this year that I know of. Mm. So two secret ballots. So that'll go a little bit quicker. Last year there were many. Mm-hmm. And it was a little, you know, like up and down, up and down. But well, and you have to wait. And the line it moves pretty fit quickly. Pretty mm-hmm. But if you are a person with mobility issues, I helped a couple of people. Yeah. Just brought them right up to the line and said, these people right. cannot let them but stay there for yeah. that long. It could be a long yeah. evening. The <clears throat> overview is that it starts at seven o'clock with the rules and the pledge, and then mm-hmm. we roll into the warrant articles, and then we go line by line on the budget. And yeah. depending on how long people want to discuss, determines the length of the evening. So mm-hmm. I recommend people bring some snacks if you're that type of person. Bring some water, right? Like mm-hmm. if you think five hours is too long to be without a drink and snacks, you should bring some, right? Now right. you don't have to sit. You can get up and leave at any 
time. Mm-hmm. If you feel satisfied that you voted the warrant articles and you just want to like go home afterwards, mm-hmm. okay. Or if you want to stay for the whole entire thing, right? Like no one's holding you captive there. So I know some people are talking about just coming and voting for the warrants. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, that was a good plan until the request for reconsideration failed. Yeah. And so then there was this chance that these warrant articles in the beginning of the evening would be reconsidered later in the evening. And that's mm-hmm. a rare thing for that to happen. And um, But the, those are the rules of the game. So people did feel like they had to stay because what if they reconsidered this warrant article? Right. I was completely like flummoxed like what is happening i guess i'll just i guess i'll just stand here and figure out what's going on you've never seen that happen but it doesn't mean that it can't and it did and everybody learned a lesson last year about why eileen neighbor goes to the microphone to restrict reconsideration and then normally people say yes and they vote to do it but nobody didn't no one Right. right because we did want to reconsider Right, we like well, restricting it means like, yep, we're done. We've talked about yep. it enough. We never want to bring this up again. But this is how I felt. I didn't necessarily want to talk about it again. Right, the the <laughs> right. vote, the library vote lost. It didn't last year. It didn't get sixty percent. It got fifty whatever, fifty six percent. I didn't. I didn't think we should vote again. Do over. I didn't think anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like. When Eileen got up and said to vote to restrict reconsideration immediately, I felt like a little bit like, could you just give me a second to sit? <laughs> you here? hadn't recovered from the. No I just want there. like just let me sit here for a second. That's what mm. I felt like. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't even vote to re- I had to to reconsider. I remember just like just I just was sitting there. Okay, so I'm mm. I'm the opposite. I'm viciously competitive, right? So like uh-huh. I immediately got over the no and then I was like, okay, like what's the chance that the people that we would win that, right? So right. I was saying to people, vote no, vote no. You, like mm-hmm. you don't want to restrict it. And everyone's like, "What? What? What?" I'm like, "We want to talk about it again." But I didn't know that the law said that you could not have voted again on the library. Even if Cindy went up and said, I want to reconsider it, mm-hmm. you would have had to post a week or yep. two. So like there were a couple lawyers in the room mm. um, who do this, you know, do town meeting. They're there as a representative. So like I booked mm. it to one of the lawyers and I'm like, could we could we even re-vote at the end of the night? And they were like, we got to check the rules. We got to check the rules. Yeah. So you would yeah. have so a bondlet of this size. Mm-hmm. You would have yeah. to have posted it and we would have reconvened. Yeah. So, so perhaps right. but you at didn't the beginning, know that. And it was very dramatic. Perhaps at the beginning, someone, the moderator, should say that. You know, like, in case. But that's a very obscure rule. I know, but we didn't have to say every obscure rule. Like, it's so rare. a pretty good rule to know that he knew either as the moderator. Like, we all got educated. people got really... I know, they call this cheaters. Big feelings. I'm like, hey, I... I don't even know what's going on here. Like, you know, it was it was a, a frustrating and unfortunate turn of events. Yeah. But it wasn't Let's against the say. rules. If you knew the rules, mm-hmm. right? If you had been to a town meeting before, you would have seen every warrant article was restricted ever since the beginning of time. Right. We've never had it not restricted. Mm-hmm. People just say, okay, we've talked about it. We're, we agree. We've already decided. We voted. We agree mm-hmm. with the vote. And we don't want to discuss it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was rare. I don't think we're ever going to see it again, right? Well, I don't Probably know. Not. 
Anyway, so um, the, fun. I'm going to predict that the overview of the evening is, you know, it's going to be a very, very full room. Yep. And David's going to run a really good show, and Belinda's going to be there, and everyone's going to be doing their jobs, and it's going to be two warrant articles, and then we'll go into secret ballot, and then we'll go into the, the just raise your hand warrant articles, yep. line by what line. What about parking? Do you think people should, like, um, um, you should carpool? carpool? The only problem with carpooling is, is, like, let's say Amy at... 8.30 is like, I'm go. good. Yep. And then your ride is like, no, I want to stay. What I know. I carpooled with Mary Catherine last year. And when we came out, her car was covered in snow. <laughs> and she happen? had, yes, and she had wow. to borrow somebody's um, snow scraper because oh. she didn't even have a fingernail file to get that snow off. Oh, mm-hmm. And I got to talk with somebody while we're waiting yeah and, mm-hmm. another one of the big challenges is um the parents who have children like they're like we both want to vote but you know we right. don't know how long it's going to take and we shouldn't bring the children right and yeah, pretend it's new year's eve right it's like get it right <laughs> pretend it's new year's eve get <laughs> the ball drop someone said last night their husband works night and he can't come at all i'm like because he doesn't have pto time like i hate to say it but like you might have to take a day off and and they're very frustrated because they're not from here and this is an old-fashioned way how we gather and vote. And yes, if you were a farmer, of course you're not working at night. But right. people have right. real night jobs. Yeah. And if you want to, enact, if you want to participate, it seems really unfair. It does seem really unfair. I agree. It's unfair that your occupations in the evening when this is scheduled. But you might have to take a personal day, right, to go. And that that's kind of a bummer because maybe you feel ineffective in a crowd of 508 people. And you're like, I took the day off for this, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the solution mm. to that is. A Saturday? We moved it to a Saturday. People complain. Yeah. A they Sunday? Can you do it on the Sabbath? I don't know. So I'm not a selectman. But <laughs> anyways, that's how it's going to go. If you have any questions, we are going to do one more community conversation. And I'm trying to schedule it for March Fifth, just two days before town meeting or March fifth, what a I week. Said, a week be before, a week. yeah, mm-hmm. a week before. Um, I'm trying to get the editors of the town and school report. That's that cute little book that mm-hmm. yeah. says all the things that happened in town for a whole year. We're going to do a town report read through, and as part of that, um, there's like a little bit of instruction about how town meeting goes, right? Because that town report has everything in it. It's got the warrant articles. It tells every person who works in town. It's it's just got tons of great information. So uh, that community conversation, I have asked Becky Schwartz from the town hall if she'll come. She's the one who puts the town report Mm -hmm. together. And just like fun questions, like why'd you pick that picture on the cover? It'd be nice to have her here. Um, Why is it nine by six? Like, all the questions you might question. have. And yeah. then um, Eileen Neighbor, I've invited like her that. to come because, of course, you know, she's an expert on the town report. Mm-hmm. And I might even get Lori Brown to come. So the report should be in our little hot hands. It has to be in your hands 10 days before town meeting. So, so it should be there. Should we be could all look at it. By the oh, third. I would love to. Yeah. I just think it will be, like, it's not that big of a document. Like, we just want to go and understand mm. why the things are in the town report mm-hmm. and how they apply to town meeting. Hmm. Um, you should read the town report before you go to town meeting, right? Yep. Um, that's where all the budget lines right. are that we're going to be talking about. Yep, exactly. If you saw a big increase or a big decrease or whatever, you could question, go up to the microphone and be like, why did this go up 56% or why did this go down or why is this not in here? Anyways, hmm. so that's that. That is our recap of town meeting if you have any questions come to the library we'll try and help answer those questions right or who could they go to belinda town clerk yeah town clerk. elections yeah. Mm-hmm. operations oh 
if you want to do absentee ballot, yeah, can you do that for a town meeting? No, no, right. no, no. You can only do town it by voting. You, you can do vote. it. So my daughter's doing that for right. absentee. So that deadline has to be coming up pretty soon mm-hmm. if you want to get mm-hmm. an absentee ballot in to vote for your selectman, right, or your clerk, school clerk. <laughs> if you want to vote for Amy, don't <laughs> <laughs> election exactly. All right, we're moving into our um, second segment, which is book recommendations. And we do have a guest coming today. I I invited Christine Hamilton from the Library Building Committee to come. Mm -hmm. You might not recognize her name, but man, she's done a lot of work on the library project. Mm -hmm. And I just want to recognize her efforts. So she's coming soon. So we want to get Amy's book recommendations Mm. in. What should we be reading? Okay. So first, uh, books that I've read recently that I enjoyed. The Women by Kristen Hanna. I heard it's awesome. It's really good. It's it's Kristen Hanna at her best. You know, she does historical fiction, and this is kind of a, I want to say maybe little known, little discussed topic of women who were nurses in Vietnam. Ooh. Okay. And the first person who took it out was texting me. I'm sobbing. Uh, I'm buying this book. Yeah. I'm sharing this with everyone. I can is imagine. It it's yes. It is. Oh. It is because you you see this young woman whose brother is is serving in Vietnam and she sees how her family idolizes all of the the war heroes and how that's heroic and the service to the to their country and she decides, "Okay, well I'm this new fresh graduated nursing student." I want to go serve too. And so she she signs up with the army and everyone just kind of does the pish tush. Women don't serve in Vietnam. You know, it would be better. You you should you should just think about getting married and that's mm. what you should be doing right now with your life. And off she goes and she learns a lot and it's gritty and it's traumatic and as time goes by, she realizes she's suffering in the same way as the soldiers. But of course, anytime she goes anywhere to try to get help, oh, well, there weren't women in Vietnam. There weren't women there. She's so she's not treated as an equal, even though she suffered, mm-hmm. you know, similar. You know, she wasn't in combat, but she was there. Mm-hmm. So she was traumatized. So it's it covers a long period of time. Um, you get her full story, and yeah, it it was really good. All right, we have it yep. here, and it's already yep. been checked out a couple. Times yep. on hold for someone. Today we were like, we should call this person. They have a yes, lot of books at home. I know. Like, yeah. she's got all the books. <laughs> yeah. Come on, lady. Right. Yeah. So it's it was um it was I think people are finding it worth the wait. They were oh, yeah. highly anticipated. Okay. Now it's not that's out. That just came out uh two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh another book, Bonnie, I know you've read this one, North Woods by I Daniel Mason. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. It was me too. really good. Very New England. I don't know if yes. you would love it if you lived in Florida, but maybe, maybe not. Right. Oh, you kinda yeah. have a New England kind of vibe. Yes. So yes. I loved it and I'm actually thinking of adding it into my family book club. Um oh. because we are New Englanders <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just was a very interesting book. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Yep. Yep. It's given it a four and a half. I don't know how it could have been better. But yeah. It, it follows the history of a house. So rather than, you could almost argue the main character is the house. And you see it through subsequent generations of different people that live at this property. And some of them add on to it. And some of them it's more, the house is in less good repair. And you get pieces of the lives of all oh, of these I different people. Like and there's ghosts too. Um, so that was really like that one. I finally got around to reading Horse by Geraldine mm-hmm. Brooks. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it came out maybe in 2020, 
two. Anyway, the cover turned me off. Okay. The cover of the book, I just found it unappealing, and I kept finding a reason to pick something else up. Judging the book. I was totally judging the book by its cover. I do that all the time. And it finally, it happened to be available on Libby, and I said, you know what? Why not? I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I listened to it. I loved it. It's it's one of these stories. I I um, takes place in multiple timelines, so there's there's different you know storylines happening. And it's one of those books where you see how all of these pieces connect. Um, and there was, there, I mean, there's, well, there's more than one sad thing that happened, but there was one kind of surprising thing that it, it just tied in with current events. And it also talks about slavery. And it talks, you learn a lot about horses and horse racing. <laughs> um, it's it's a really beautiful book. So if 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 like me you had not read Horse by Geraldine Brooks yet, pick it yet. pick it up. I loved it. Oh, it was okay. just yeah, that one was good. Um, <clears throat> another book that's worth discussing is Prophet Song by Paul Lynch, and that's the one that just won the Booker Prize mm-hmm. for this past year. And I will say, I found I loved the book. I'm really glad I read it. It was a very hard book to read because. It's terrifying in that you could imagine it happening. What happens in this book absolutely could happen here in America. It takes place in Northern Ireland, and it imagines an alternate story where um, there's an election and some maybe more radical factions have taken over the government, and they take (laughs) over. And things just keep getting tighter and narrower and more difficult for this woman and her family. Um, and I, I don't want to go into too many Is it of a long it. book? Um, no, no. Um, I don't, it's not short, short, but it's not like a big tome of a book either. I don't want to go. One of the women in the morning book discussion group brought it up. Yes. And I said, oh, Amy's reading that. And because she really wanted to talk yes. about and it. Yes, and she and I connected. connected. We connected by email. I won't be surprised it. if it shows up yeah. on their list. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's... It's really beautifully written. I will say there, there's a death that happens that was maybe a little unexpected, and I was weeping. I mean, weeping, weeping. Um, but it's, a really, it's beautiful. It's a, it's, maybe that's why it won. It's, it won the Booker Prize. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. But yes, so, so, you know, maybe not the book that you're going to bring on vacation if you're going to a tropical <laughs> right. island. Good for the dead um, Cabin fever. <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah, good for the dead winner. Um, that's Prophet Song, Paul Lynch. You know, you can see why it won the Booker Prize. And then I just finished reading The Warm Hands of Ghosts by Catherine Arden. Oh, how was This that? just came out last week. And I can say without a doubt, it's going to be at the top of my list. So she wrote that trilogy. Yes. The Bear and the Nightingale, Mm -hmm. um, The Girl in the Tower, and The Winter of the Witch. That's her Winter Night trilogy. The cover is really beautiful. Um, Yes. And it's, so this book, it's, she's talked about it. I follow her on social media and she's talked about it. It it took her years to get this book right. And she, she talked about how she just kind of poured her whole soul into this book and you can really see that it's um it's a world war one novel it's set near passchendaele um belgium (coughs) pardon me um 
I don't even want to give too much of the story away. There are there are ghosts involved. I'll never think of ghosts the same way. Um, you just did a um, a book. What do you call? I those? did a. I do, I call them book pictures. I don't know. That's not very like a book descriptive. Can you like a book lay? Can you put that in um, yes. our show notes? I will put it in. That's the true. Yep. Yep. Yes. I can share the the, I know, the JPEG with you. The pictures. Yeah. So I'll add that. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's <laughs> it's just this beautiful story about the the main character is a nurse. It's actually another it's another war nurse story. So kind of interesting after just having read The Women by Kristen Hanna to now jump into another nurse. Mm-hmm. And this woman was from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Her brother is serving. Um, well, she, she was actually in the war first as a nurse. She was injured. She's back home in Halifax. What happened in Halifax, Nova Scotia that people know it and then what is it famous for? The explosion of the ship in the harbor that obliterated the whole harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, she loses her mother and her father in that explosion. This all happens at the very, very beginning of the book. Um, and then is convinced through a series of events to go back to the front. Her brother is missing, presumed killed. She receives a box of his effects. And like some of the letters that she gets, something just seems off. So she she wants to go find out for sure what happened to him and maybe deep down inside really wants to find him. Mm-hmm. And so she's back across, she's there, and she's she's nursing again. And there are all these people that come across her path and then maybe even one that's not human. Um, it's one of those books. Where yes. You're, you're so it's magical. It's, it's a ghost. It's well, this this character is not a ghost, but it's it's magical realism. Um, there are ghosts. Um, it's really really good. Okay, it's good. really really good. Okay, yes. Sierra, we have that one too. I don't um, have the book well, price winner yet, so I'm gonna book. make sure to okay. get that. Maybe I should pick it up. And then um, is books. It, well, I, is it still on the shelf? just return it what the warm hands of ghosts yeah no i bought my copy oh, i have yeah. a i have a personalized signed it copy oh, okay i didn't know we had that one we i just bought Did it you get, oh, just covered it. oh okay yeah okay <laughs> yeah it's taking it mm-hmm. i yeah. think i went thursday really mm-hmm. thursday. Mm-hmm. really good yeah because that one came out um on the 13th so books that are newish that i haven't read yet um, the Frozen River by Ariel Lawhorn. Everyone, Mary Catherine. Yeah, she was gushing about that. It, our yep. good friend MK. Yeah. Um, we were at a meeting on Sunday, and she was like, "Have you guys read this?" Right. And she right. never says that mm. like, with yep. such enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's here also. I think but someone on hold is just. It's on hold. It's on hold. It's on hold for someone. Um, yep. And then the book Martyr by Kava Akbar. That one came out January twenty third. We own that too. You yep. can go in. Do you know this? You can go in and reserve any book you want. Online. Right. You don't even have to come here. Just right. Log Through in the with catalog. Library card, and we will check it out for you. And yeah. we'll right put you on there. the list. Like we. Right. We that one's out. We have to have a wait list of like maybe up to five. New, new. Right. Yeah. A new, new stuff. But yeah. other libraries, 25 people are waiting for that yeah. book. So right. You're very lucky right. here in Tiny Town, everyone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, Family, Family by Lori Frankel. 
that one also came out on the 23rd and that one I think I think that one is on the shelf as we speak right right now now. I know I'm very tempted but it's okay look at Joanne and I we're like I need more (laughs) 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 and then the last book that I want to mention that I'm really looking forward to reading just came out it came out January 30th it's called The Wolves of Winter by Dan Jones and he wrote the book Essex Dogs, which came out, I think, two years ago. And this is like... Is he British? I think he is. It's yeah. it's like it's like 14th century war fiction, which sounds like it would be boring. But the first book was great. That was Essex Dogs. It follows this ragdag group of soldiers as they're soldiering in France. And so now The Wolves of Winter is the sequel. And I've heard only good things about it. Um, so if you enjoy that sort of corner of historical fiction, um, you might like Dan Jones. And then books that aren't out yet, but that are coming out soon that I'd like to read, Tommy Orange's new book, Wandering Stars, that comes out uh, February 27th. It's gone. Yep. Uh, he wrote There, There, mm. um, which that if, if that's a book if you haven't read that's a backlist book. Pick that up. That one, that one really, really good. Uh, After Annie by Anna Quinlan. That comes also comes out February 27th. And she has an event on Sunday, March 3rd at 11 a.m. at the Lenox Hotel in Boston. And tickets are, are you still, going? I are am going to be there. Tickets are still available. Um, we are... How can you monetize this so that you can get... No it? kidding, right? You know? to go. Get in a hotel. And then, I mean, she be an influencer, own. right? Yeah, she needs yeah. to be an influencer. Yeah. Um, we're, fl- we're actually... We're flying back from our vacation we're getting in the flight lands after midnight so we're actually landing like on sunday the third and i have convinced my husband that we are going to stay in a hotel sure so that i'm not getting home at like two three in the morning and and turning right back around and driving back to boston he's like why don't we just stay and i said that's a great idea why don't we extend the vacation yes so one more night Yep, so that's that's that Sunday These morning. These authors are going to start to recognize you. I will be there. You. Amy on the go. I know. <laughs> so, yep, really looking forward to Anna Quinlan's new book. Uh, Tana French, her new book is out March 5th. That's The Hunter. People are passionate about her. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some super fans of her writing. Yep, and from what I understand, that one is a standalone novel. That one's not... Okay, good. Um, you don't have to catch up. On Not part of a books. series. That one's you can just enjoy that one all on its own. And then, of course, I have to mention Chris Bajalian. His latest book, The Princess of Las Vegas, comes out March nineteenth. Got that on order. That's yep, that'll be a good one. Thing. Awesome. Yep. Those are all great recommendations. Good books. Oh, thanks, thank Amy. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you should be dropping in to check what we have on the shelf because I, mm. I think we just did um, a weed. So like the shelves yep. look a little emptier, and we are getting rid of some of the. Um, our McNaughton leasing arrangement, when we order a book from them, mm-hmm. it stays on the shelf just a year. And then if it's really popular, I'll keep it like a little longer. But those books only stay a year and then they're out and right. we keep reordering new stuff because right. we don't have space here. So we got to kind of like borrow and, and let them go. And um, then all the new stuff that's on the shelf, we try and put it front and center. Yes. And um, you can check that card catalog to see if we have it. Get yourself on hold. But all these books, you should be reading them. Good they're stuff. All good stuff. All right, we're going to put it on pause because we are waiting for our guest interview, and I'm hoping she gets there pretty soon. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back um, with the interview portion of the podcast, and with us today, and she said she's tired, but she doesn't look tired. She doesn't tired. It's Christine Hamilton. Yay! Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, Of course, Joanne does this portion of the 
podcast. So of course, take I do. it away, Miss Julia. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Of course, we're so happy that you could come. We always ask the same question. Okay. How did you land in Mount Vernon? Okay. Well, um, so my husband's family lived in Amherst for a long time. Is that so? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Look at you're learning. And. Uh, he had inherited the house there, um, but we I lived down in um, the Boston area. When we were moving in together, we decided we wanted to um, live up here, and um, we wanted to get a place of our own. So, Oh, you didn't want the inherited house? I did not want the inherited house. Okay. No, we wanted to build our own home <laughs> together. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, the first house we looked at was um, Amy White's house. What luck! Wow. Yeah, um, which is just a magical house. So Amy um, White's old house on Twin. Oh, the yeah. first house. No, no, oh, you thought no. she was moving into the. Oh, no, yeah. I'm talking about oh, that oh, house. The big house on yes, Grand the Grand Hill, Hill house. Oh. Yeah. I know, I know. And it, I mean, we fell in love with it, mm-hmm. but it yeah, was just too much for us with like the plan of starting a family, and um, it just would have been. Uh, it's. It's a full-time job, I think, to take yeah. care of that house. Yeah, the people so. who bought it, yeah. like, it's a full-time job. For them, right, and they're right. doing a great yeah. job. They are so. the perfect people to live in that house. That um, is a nice company. And they're opening it up to the, the, the town. The town. And, yeah, that's there. right. Um, <clears throat> it's so great that they're bringing the town in there because mm-hmm. it's such a magical... It's like a know. piece of art. It is. Yeah. It is. That's what Amy White always uh, considered that that house should needed to be shared yeah. with the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they are doing the same. Right, mm-hmm. which is lovely. So they're being great stewards for that. Um, and it feels like an invisible thread, though, that you ended up isn't as that funny? with Amy. Right, and, and then, her second home. And she knew uh-huh. that we had come and seen her house, and mm-hmm. she came and introduced herself um, <clears throat> shortly after we moved in, and you brought us a plant, which was very nice. And it wasn't until much later, I think actually here, talking mm-hmm. to you, that I realized that connection, that they had lived in that house. Um, so anyway, but we really liked this community, the um, the sort of tight-knit, small community of Mount Vernon as compared to Amherst. Um, so we kind of kept looking here, and then the Vinsel's house came up, and... We saw it and we Lucky loved it. Us. Yeah. This so is here we are. Sampers. That's what we call Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. Yeah. And um, when you said starting a family, so mm-hmm. I know a little bit about your right. family. So I know Miss Maeve. Maeve. What would you like to tell us about Maeve? Oh, Maeve's a firecracker. <laughs> um, How old is she now? She will be three in two months. Already? I know. Oh. I know. So I uh, became pregnant about three months after moving here. So mm-hmm. everything just happened in rapid succession, but it was the pandemic. And um, so, you know, I think the library was actually our first, not I think, I know for sure, our first introduction into this community. Oh. Because bringing her here for Lapset was mm-hmm. how the first way, apart from Amy coming to our door the first way that we really got to know anyone because I think during the pandemic everyone kind of fell into this you know kind of very insular hovel and yeah um, I felt bad for the people who moved here during that period because it wasn't very welcoming and we didn't have those and how could it be right the town traditions that get you out of your home New England in general is not super social (laughs) to take it all away and Mm -hmm. and kind of be missing yeah and we were closed oh my gosh right and I think a lot of people you know if you have kids in school then that naturally kind of pulls you into the fold but with her being so young we didn't really have that and so it was when we first started coming here and bringing her here um that we 
got to know all of you. And then um, I had approached Amy um, about wanting to get involved. And I knew that Amy, Amy White, Amy Mm -hmm. White, sorry, had the, um, had her finger on the pulse of everything that was happening in town. And (laughs) when we moved here, we really wanted to, we plan to be here a long time. We wanted to really be a part of the community. So um, I asked her, you know, sort of what can I, what can I do? And mm-hmm. I remember she told us about you and she's like, she's a brilliant architect and they're such good. And so like, she, she is a human connector. Naturally, Amy mm-hmm. is. She's good at networking people and making introductions. So yeah. I thank her for dropping a plant off at your house. <laughs> <laughs> and being curious because uh, you have been a great asset to the library project. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it just sort of snowballed from there I think is the right way to put it I didn't really know anything about the project um and this is the library building committee that's right that you're on right you would ask that, about Mabe and I just I know initially just Mabe helped you into that with the library building committee? um she's come honest, to some of the parties she has come to the parties mm-hmm. um pillow and toe she does not uh like how many meetings I go to <laughs> we have literally moved the meeting time though like yes to accommodate her bedtime it has shifted <laughs> Oh, we have to make the meeting seven thirty from May, and you're yeah. like, it's funny to hear Bill McKinney care right. about uh-huh. her child going to bed. Yeah. I think we talk about her more than anyone else's children. It's, I, she is the darling of the library. She is. Right? She is. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, but you know, I we're I'm really excited to uh, hopefully be successful in this project and have her be able to enjoy. What right. We're, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, she'll our kids are, are <laughs> will probably not. We're like Moses in the Promised Land. Our kids will probably not get to um, benefit. We'll be able to come back and visit. Mm-hmm. Yes, like I mean, I remember when we did the um, the planning with the architects in the NPR with the giant oh, yeah. sheets of paper, and my kids were very much, you know, dreaming about yeah. what it would look like, and so my daughter is graduating from college this year and my son is a, a senior in in high school isn't it so amazing takes a long time when you know it does take a long time but five years six years in the adult world when you're working on these projects mm-hmm. it's very different and then when you key it to how quickly kids grow it really just solidifies <laughs> um how much can change in such a short period of time? So yeah. Maeve's going to be, you know, even if this project passes this year, Maeve will be close to kindergarten. Yeah, that's when, what I was going to say. Yeah, I, and, I, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, it is perfect timing, but also, where does the time go? Yeah. Yep. It's it crazy. just zooms by. Um, and so yeah. it's good that you are on the team. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you bring to the library building committee? Well, um, so I went to school for interior architecture. I'm not technically a licensed architect. Um, and I worked, I've worked in the architectural detailing realm um, as well as construction for most of my career, or all of my career, really. So for about 20 years, which I can't believe that, 20 years. Um, and I've sort of vacillated back and forth between being on the design side, being on the construction side. I have uh, a general contracting license in Massachusetts. and No big deal. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I owned my own business for a short period of time in my late 20s, um, which uh, took probably 10 to 20 years off my life. It was a great learning experience um, doing contracting and um, yeah. And so now I work as an owner's rep, which is basically um, I represent the owner of a project and represent their interests. So maintaining budgets, schedules, make some decisions for them. on you know like details of the buildings and that kind of thing so your um role at the library building committee then Mm -hmm. you know how to do that yes you know yeah so the budget was my baby with this um numbers are my thing and um dissecting construction budgets is Mm -hmm. actually something i really enjoy doing which i know is a bizarre thing to say like mm-hmm. that's nothing wow. that a volunteer off the street would just know how to do. Like, no, it's definitely a specialized. Yeah, and a fresh eye at a time when people. I'm not gonna say we're getting tired, but like this is really hard work mm-hmm. and crunching these numbers and working. Having we don't have the language that you do. You can talk to the construction firm and get to the nitty gritty. I feel mm-hmm. like you and Ann Dodd have that. Ann Dodd is language. incredible. <laughs> it's Ann's birthday today. Is it really? Birthday. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'll reach out to her. Um, mm-hmm. She is a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, she certainly is. And she sees right through the fluff. She sure does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why um, do we need that? We could be not using that. Right? And it, just one of the most honest and fair people I've ever met, mm-hmm. I think. Um, you know, she's not going to hold back, but she's not mean about what she says. You know, it's right. just very straightforward and necessary. Um, so, yeah, I think the other interesting thing that I think a lot of people don't know is that I did just come into the library building committee, um, I believe in September of 22. Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. So it was shortly, it was right around when the plans were wrapped and shortly before we started the process of seeking out a contractor, um, and getting pricing. And so it really was a fresh set of eyes on the whole situation. And I kind of looked at it like an audit, you know, like here's what's been put together up to date. And um, here's how we, you know, assess how to move forward. Um, There was no like filter of what was desired up to that point. It was just like, here's the plans that we have, um, dissect them, make sure they make sense. make sure we're making the right decisions, make sure the money makes sense, the schedule, all of that. Um, so that is what I do on a day-to-day basis, but... Um, that was a gift. Yeah. <laughs> <Such a gift. laughs> right. So, yeah, there was no um, bias leading into that effort, I guess, is um, the point that I'm trying to make. So, uh, it, yeah, it was nice. There's been so many people involved um, throughout the whole process. I mean, 30 years. Yeah. It's been a labor of love that's been passed from generation to generation well, basically it's, um, on like a commercial project that maybe some corporation is paying for it this is a municipal project right right and you have to do it right and have the taxpayer believe you did it right and that that's kind of the point of the library building committee is that it's not the trustees driving the ship like like this whole committee is formed with different experts for this final phase mm-hmm. you know we have a role in designing it our input was taken but certainly we were not professionals at construction or architecture so it takes a village yeah literally a village of people to get this to the finish line that is something that's really unique about a municipal project you're rarely in the situation where um 
the client has not yet decided whether this is what they want, right? Where you're sort of working backwards from... Um, convince the client. Yeah, you have, you have right. to convince the client, basically. Um, so, yeah, that's it's unique in that way. But definitely there's a greater focus on... You're not just handling one person's money. You're handling thousands of people's of money, people's money for a really long time. So the stakes are high, and it is a lot of pressure to make sure you're making the right decision. Well, and you've been uh, really good. Just was it last week? I came home from the bond hearing and went on to social media, and mm-hmm. boom, there's your face. Mm-hmm. You have a little video Fresh face. out and um, talking about the. Um, facts the questions and um i thought it was wonderful and you i do and and so there's this website that you guys put together mm-hmm. that you're trying to answer all of the questions right so and many questions about the there's so many mm-hmm. questions and people the um younger people in town not super young but there's a whole bunch of people in town that are getting their information in a different way right on social media and um you know Bonnie and Amy and I might think like, well, come to the meeting right, right. and find out. But people um, can't necessarily do that. And mm-hmm. so you listened to those comments, made this website, and I've been looking at it. And when there's a new question, you guys are boom, right, right. there mm-hmm. answering the question. I got a question, question Sunday afternoon um, yep. from one of, somebody put a question in. They're like, oh, you might know the answer to this. It was about shelving and the collection and how we're going to put a new collection in this new library mm-hmm. and um, yeah the questions could be at two in the morning right you know it's like whenever anybody goes to that website and has a question and then mm-hmm. we kind of curate the answers so and are you one of the people that are like monitoring that website yes mm-hmm. but not all the questions to your point but it can are not all of them are actually building committee questions necessarily mm-hmm. so we do have to kind of um who answers it yeah answer. gather who's everyone together who's who's the expert on this particular topic some mm-hmm. of them relate to fundraising some of them relate to the collection which is very much um specific to the librarians um so yeah it's been a really interesting process and it, there is no roadmap for this for mm-hmm. how to do this I, the last time this town did a municipal project um was it 2012 does that sound right when was the um fire station 2007 2007 mm-hmm. okay so it's been almost 20 years um, and if you think about how much the world has changed in those last 20 mm-hmm. years with social media and right. um, the way that we access information. Misinformation. Yeah, misinformation right. is very mm-hmm. hard to contend with. It's easy to spread. Yeah, and, and this building committee, we're all um, relative experts in our own field, but that's not media. That field is not media. So um, it has been a challenge, and we've talked at length through many, many meetings on how to... Um, sort of contend with this new world and getting people the accurate information in the way that is going to be most accessible to them. Um, and I think we've been worried at times about making the wrong decision, and that's kind of slowed us down a little bit. Um, and we've had some really good feedback in um, like living room chats recently that I think kind of shook us up a little bit, not, not about shook us up in a good way. Like, um, you got to like think outside the box and start just start doing something because what we're hearing back is or start putting something out there. We've been doing things behind the scenes. We've been doing a lot of things, but just start getting information out there. It's not going to be perfect. And we had to accept that, um, you know, no matter what we do, it's it's 
we're not going to be able to access every person with one form of putting out mm -hmm. the information. Right. So we've just got to diversify and get it out there and wait for feedback and, uh, and adjust as the feedback comes in. Um, right. And you're just informing the voter. Yeah. Right. Like we have this big bond coming up for the new library project. And of course we want, I, I actually want to brag about the work and the project mm -hmm. and the cost and the fundraising and the grants. Cause maybe you're not aware of that. So that kind of hit your, mm -hmm. is it mvlibrarybuildingcommittee.com? Is that what That's right. Yep. Um, you kind of pulled, we talked about that too. How do we get everything on one page? Because yeah. the foundation has a fantastic website yes, about does, yeah. raising money. Right? right. But then the town website is kind of weak in content about the library project. So the library building committee had to pull it all together into mm -hmm. one spot because it's hard to like read the minutes, you know, from five years worth of meeting minutes to capture question about something silly but like library building committee did it they like here you want to see the images of it yeah do you want to see the road do you want to see the wetlands permit like all of it's there wow. yeah and there was a lot of work behind that of course um to answer all of those questions succinctly look this is a complex project um there's a lot of information to share a lot of history here on why certain decisions were made um, for example, why we're building this library where we are. That decision goes back mm -hmm. uh, almost 30 years. Right. And as a person so, who's been on the project for so long, they can't believe maybe that someone doesn't know why, right? But, yeah. And it's a simple answer. But if you're brand new to town, you're like, oh, why would you put it there? Right. Why aren't you just building onto the new one? It's like, oh my gosh, do we have to review this? Again? <laughs> yeah, so many <laughs> you times. Do a, right, but you, you do. do that because yeah. you have not satisfied. But. Right. You, you can get into a trap if you explain too much of the backstory. Right, right. Some people will say, oh, my God, yeah. I've heard this it so is, many times. It's really... You um, have to strike that balance because mm -hmm. you are talking to it's it's so tricky. It's many a tricky business. different um, you know, people who have been here forever, people who are new. Um, how do you mm -hmm. catch people up without like um, just right. yeah exhausting mm -hmm. people with information? And who has time now? Who has time? I mean, mm -hmm. that's what we're hearing a lot. Like, it's very hard to get to these meetings. Um, if you've got families and full-time jobs, which most people do now, um, the demands are just incessant. If you've got kids in sports, forget it. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> like, all of your time is spoken for. So um, we worked really hard for a long time to figure out how to distill this information. Um to share everything as clearly as possible, but so that everyone could understand really the whole scope of this and why the decisions were made and um, and why we didn't just go back to the drawing board after last town meeting, which is a really important question. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of work, but we did not change the size of this building. And there's there are really good reasons for that, you know? Um, Do you want to say quickly? Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so the the gist of it, <laughs> the elevator pitch of it, is um, that we'd likely land with a smaller building that's more expensive mm -hmm. than what we're proposing right now. And why is that? The funds that have been raised are keyed to this building, um, to this building design. And that's if you talk about the grants, that... The grants um, are based on, you know, this building design that was proposed in order to get these grants. 
Um, we can't change that. We're, and we have a federal grant. We like, have a federal this isn't grant. Like a neighborhood grant. No, that this you is just a to get. <laughs> really big deal grant. It's a really big deal grant. Um, the minute you change that building, you void that grant. You void that grant, and also people. I, I think there is this feeling of you know, if if we had only designed a four million dollar building, then the whole thing would be paid for, and that's um, an understandable perspective. But the reality is. You never fundraise 100% of a project like this. There has to be buy-in from the community. Um, we heard a little bit of this in the capital improvement plan meeting um, a couple weeks ago, but fundraising, the success of fundraising is key to both the desire for the success of a project as well as need. So you're, it's very unlikely that you're going to um, get people to donate all the way down to the zero line. You know, um, what has been achieved here is already pretty remarkable. The amount of cost that's been offset. Now, to go further into the answer to that question, it takes many years and hundreds of thousands of dollars to create a design for a building with enough build information. You know, the specifications, 70 plus pages of plans um, that is thorough enough to be able to price it in a way that like for a contractor to price it accurately so that we could go to town meeting with an accurate price um, architects don't work for free and that no that, i try and simplify it to people to say if you want it smaller you'll have to start over and that yeah. means all the funds that paid for the original architect work these people are they don't work for free right and you have to raise and appropriate that money in order to pay them so, and you get what yeah. you pay for so you don't want someone who's working for free right no. um and you know, maybe we could keep some of those funds raised. Maybe we might be able to convince some people to, you know, hold the donation for a smaller building. But there is an unrealistic expectation of how much that would actually reduce the cost. Right. Because the site work is probably, I don't have the exact percentage, but I think it's between 20 to 30% of the overall construction cost. Mm -hmm. That that does That's not change. Dirt. That does not change at all. <laughs> <laughs> like the site is the site. Right. So that's where you start. And then um, the uh, cost per square foot of the actual construction of the building, which is a way that we often refer to um, building costs. We use cost per square foot. Um, they go up as the building gets smaller. There's an economy of scale. So we lose a little bit of that advantage as well. Um, so if you combine the fact that you're now starting over with design, that's several hundred thousand dollars and years. So the, that time lost means construction costs are going up because like, things get more expensive every year. Um, and then, you know, loss of funds raised and loss of economy of scale. Uh, I... Know, knowing what I do about the cost of construction, um, for what we're asking the town to pay right now, we could not even replicate this exact library as an accessible library. Same amount of programming abilities, same amount of seating space, same size of collection for what we're asking the town for right now. Couldn't be done. Okay. So this is an unbelievable deal. <laughs> um, Two million dollars is, is pretty much a minimum buy-in if you're talking about a new building, a new municipal building. Um, yeah. Okay. Good Thank answer. you. Does that answer the question? It answers yeah. it. Rambled for me. quite a bit. No, that's good. It's, 
<laughs> it's very interesting, and I think people sometimes think, well, why? They just want to say, why not? It. Right. If you just built a smaller one, it would cost less, and if you just used the money you'd raise, it would cost us nothing. But um, it's all those money yeah. details. And some people may, may say, like, well, what if you had started from, what if you had started smaller and designed it smaller to begin with? Yeah, maybe. There's a lot of what ifs in this conversation, but would it does go right back to that needs assessment though like i think exactly. people still think yes. that we chose that's right the size of the library and even when you point out the needs assessment and the credentials of the person who did it they're like well you could have said no you could have said just four thousand square feet and moved on and i'm like you know what? then why in, why, in why have a needs assessment right in if you're, you're going to say we don't right, like that answer right we, yeah we weren't rejecting a professional's opinion we took it right. as gold so if, i'd like if I, there's no roadmap for how you do this in a town you look at the way that other towns do it mm -hmm. this is how towns build new libraries so you get a needs many. assessment yeah and then based on that needs assessment you do a design and if you had ignored that professional opinion i don't think that the grant efforts would have been as successful no, right. right it was one of the attachments yeah because they yeah. want to see that you've done your due diligence yeah. that you're not just building this for the sake of building it and there's there's a topic that we avoid that i think is necessary to call out we avoid it because it's fraught but it's real that this building that's been designed is beautiful and i think people hear that word and they think expensive right <laughs> we've done a lot of work to make sure that the implications of that aesthetic appeal um, have been minimal on the cost but they're not minimal on the effect of how engage how how much it engages people in the project and engages um as a person those who, who has write to the grants sit across from another person and ask them to open their wallet you know <clears throat> part of that job is easier for me because i can show them a legacy building that is frugal and fantastic at the same time mm -hmm. like it's simplistic in its design it's one story it's yep. a white farmhouse um, but it satisfies all the needs of the community for the next 100 years. Yeah. And it's easier to ask when, like, I can look at that building and know that, you know, like, I'm not pushing across, like, an ugly white building and say, hey, you want to give a million dollars to this? Or something that they can't visualize even going to or using. So that was one of the big drivers and what does it look like? Remember in the beginning? Yes. We were like, it has to look like town. It mm, can't stick right. out. It can't I think be they ostentatious. Did such an exceptional job they with did. that design. Mm -hmm. It fits so well in this community, but it's still inspiring. It doesn't just look like a house, but it has, it, you know. But it, it could be, right? right? Like if you drive by quick, you might look up there and be like, is that a house? Oh no, it's a library. Like, yeah. yeah. If you have, if you drive through the, through the oval, for example, we've got these like really old stone and brick buildings. Um, that you know there is a there is a place for that and that fits in milford but that wouldn't fit here mm -hmm. you know like if we just built this sort of mini <laughs> boston public library like right. on the hill right. it would stick out like a sore thumb because One we don't have that here did have a lot of glass on it mm -hmm. that they showed us as an option as an entrance and we were like whoa no yeah you know like we knew right away so there's something we said no to everybody um, it was like, you know, like, hey, we can make it look like this, this, or this. And we're still in the decision-making time. And it was so clear that glass, modern, yeah. anything. And, and the argument was, oh, it should stick out. It should look like you would know it was a library, not a house. Mm -hmm. But I just thought, mm, knowing mm -hmm. our neighbors, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you look at our center of town, which is part of... So historic. It's so historic. It's part of what draws people here. 
Um, at the time when most of these buildings were built, nothing was being done as cheaply as it could possibly be done. Because at that point in time, there was frankly a greater respect for <laughs> um, aesthetics and construction. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it was more efficient to do because more people knew the trades. That's a whole other conversation mm-hmm. for another day. Mm-hmm. But um, we are losing that uh, physical ability here in this country. Um, and that's part of why construction is getting more and more expensive. Skilled labor yeah. is more challenging to find. Um, this library was built during the Carnegie era, even mm-hmm. though it's not Carnegie. Um, it was definitely influenced by every other town that was, you know, I think there's nine of them in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And um, you think about that responsibility, right? Of like, okay, so now like we have a responsibility to build something that in this town we know is a hundred plus years because it took that long to replace this one. You right, know? right. I, I can't imagine a Herculean you know, group in hundred years trying to add on to the other one. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. Yeah, let's see. So. It is not efficient to add on to a building. Uh, no, we do that. Um, and there are a lot of constraints. So um, plus we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. Like right. you know, like look at our school over there, it acts as a police station. Mm-hmm. And um, who knows what these buildings will be used for. Right. So mm-hmm. you got to make them flexible and functional. Yeah, the versatility is important. That's thing about that new library. Mm-hmm. I think we designed it so it could be almost anything, like flip flip a room here or there, and it could, you know, accept new technologies. Right. Right. It is very flexible. Um, and interestingly, I did a lot of studies in this effort to try to show people why it wouldn't make good financial sense to build a smaller library, um, and I kept coming back to this same design, even if you shrink it down, that same design is just about as efficient as it gets for space planning. Thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It really, there's no space wasted. Um, And the sight lines... Um, are very effective. So you've talked about that a little bit, but I'm not sure well, how much I people worry. understand. We've got, we've got Amy at the circulation desk who can look straight ahead and see Joanne in the children's room, but can also look down the hallway and right into the teen room, like, right? <laughs> right, like watching you, like, you know, before we even put one kind of camera in the place. Yeah. Because that's how we function, and we will right. miss this closeness. Of mm-hmm. being, you know, collaborators together at one table, but it'll still be there. Yeah, it's good from an administrative perspective. It's also good from a community perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people talk a lot about, you know, like how much um, you know, there. There's been this talk of like uh, our libraries becoming obsolete, which is like this very triggering question <laughs> for a lot of people, right? Um, people say like, well, we everything's online now. We live our lives online now. Um, I'm not myself ready to just concede to that. And I don't think it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Not for a town of this size. No, I mean, not for anyone. It's not good for you. Right. We need to be face to face with each other. We need to actually like uh, connect with one another, talk to one another. Um, The way that we communicate with one another in person is very different from the way we do online. Um, And, it, it, it for a healthy community a civilized um, community a civilized community mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and you know for taking care of our neighbors for understanding where uh, what's going on with people knowing I think libraries who... hold that civic pride element too where like we are proud to know our community and be able to right. connect you like yes. you tell me you need something i'm like oh someone came in today and said mm-hmm. i need an apartment for my daughter in dc and we're like oh we know somebody who lives down there like just the, that wouldn't happen if she's sitting in her house and not communicating 
And um, we always have done that. Yeah. The center of town. So well, I, I see that continuing even more. And I'm really glad that um, I'm glad we chose this community and it did fulfill what I was hoping for. I'm 40 and this is the first time I've ever lived anywhere where I've known this many of my neighbors. Wow, that's good. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's far more um, spread out geographically than anywhere else that I've lived. Before this, I was in a condo in a triple-decker. And, of course, I knew my HOA (laughs) mates. But apart from that, it was like a completely anonymous um, living situation. And um, there is something very... uh, traditional and wonderful about having a tight-knit community no not everybody needs to think the same way or have the same politics or beliefs but like we know each other and we care about one another yes and um that's a beautiful thing that's becoming less um frequent you know it's just it's not existing as much anymore um and that's a shame why why give into that let's try to preserve it i agree I completely agree. It's um, it's one of the, one of my great joys to live in this town, and to know so many people, and yeah, I know my neighbors, and just like you said, we don't all have the same uh, views, mm-hmm. but we respect each other. Right, mm-hmm. and that's a. It's more interesting to live in a community where not everybody thinks the same way. That's another really nice thing about living here, as opposed to. Um, you know, in the greater Boston area, that's largely, you know, about as blue as it gets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to go somewhere that would, you know, where people... 50-50. Yeah. yeah. Right? It sure is. really and challenges um, your views and kind of opens your mind to different ways of thinking. It does make you... Um, exactly. That's a... You're a little more respectful. If we're all in our bubble... Mm-hmm then you can really self-confirm a lot of things. But if you're forced exactly. to, um, if you're forced to kind of reconsider, you know. Um, well, and you want to reconsider if, if these are your neighbors. Right. Like, I like my neighbors. Yeah. I like them, and I want, I want to give them the respect yeah. of being who they are. Right. And it, in this kind of community, you can have that kind of closeness and realize that um how do you say this that that's just one aspect of people mm-hmm. you know that it, I, I feel like in um more homogenous communities or more um less sort of social and intimate communities it's easy to label people and make sure. assumptions about them um based on certain you know you, you categorize them mm-hmm. when you know them in a smaller community like this it becomes more multi-dimensional right and then you can kind of see how people um might have developed the views that they have or you know what informed who they are and that's an important part of understanding and it's sort of bridging that divide that's really prevalent in our country right now. Right. Well said. So I think we're the key to fixing up. <laughs> um, that, that is true. And we're going to... Give her a lighter question. I know. We're going to move on to our, to our speed round questions. Okay. Don't be nervous. Round. What is the last book you've read? Uh, Demon Copperhead. Ooh, did oh, did you love it? I did. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But I did love it, yes. All right, well, good. Okay, here's 
okay, we want to know about a little bit more about Maeve. Yep. Have you thought about what her first word was? Okay, so I'm pretty sure the actual first word was Dada, and there was a funnier okay. one that came in second, and now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> well, one of her little phrases when she first came to Lapset was, dump it, dump it, oh, dump yeah. it. She really likes to dump all the she... items out of the bin. Uh, yes, <laughs> and liquids especially. Boring uh, liquids, her favorite. Uh, yeah. She's so cute. Um, okay. Yeah. So we're in the month of love. Mm. If you had to pick chocolate or champagne. Chocolate. <laughs> oh, really? Chocolate, champagne. All day, every day. <laughs> oh, I just Excellent. champagne. All right. And where will we find you in the new library? Ooh. Um, the adult reading room. Yeah. It's going to 100%. Yeah. So I'll get there yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it will be. I mean, you'll see me bringing Maven. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, hey. Right, well, and what then, do you like about the adult reading room? Oh, I love the traditional feel of it. So that's what... That's our million-dollar donor room. Mm-hmm. So Sherry Connors, we kind of allocated to make sure that that space held its integrity because she was that first donation yeah. in memory of her husband. Yeah. So. That feels like the piece of the of this library that moves on to the new library mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, um, it, it has a similar word. feeling aesthetically. Right. Um, it'll just be so nice to have a quiet room yes. um, that's separate from everything else. Um, what yeah. are you like saying about it? my kids? <laughs> <laughs> just you guys get to make as much noise as you want yes we do and yeah. other things can happen in the library at the same time right. fair <laughs> point Sophia Dalen the fireplace yes. yeah. the view out the view will be the beautiful yeah. yeah it's it gonna be really be beautiful spe- it's vaulted in there like this mm-hmm. so I agree with you it probably will feel a lot like this so if yeah. you think mm-hmm. you're gonna miss this <laughs> you'll be yeah. fine well yeah, yeah it's you know if I don't know how many people have the same kind of uh, you know memory of just sort of going to a library for that quiet time and finding her space mm. in a little room off in the corner, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some really fantastic libraries where I used to live in Massachusetts and that was, you know, something very fun for me to do. Um, and this, there's so many wonderful things about this little one library that we're in right now, mm-hmm. but that because of how much amazing programming is offered, that, um, you know, sort of alone There's time not. thing is not an option. No. no. Yeah. We gave up recording the podcast during quiet time because it meant we literally had to come in during closed hours. Right. So, no so we thought, right. we just embrace that. Just embrace yeah. it. Right? So we're having coffee. All right. Our, my last question. That okay. wasn't very speedy. <laughs> I know it. That's, I think that's my Do fault. you have a secret talent? Hello. Ooh. Um, do I have a secret talent? Mm-hmm. Um, you must. I guess so. I... I play piano. <gasps> you do? Not very well. <laughs> so That's all piano players. They all say that. <laughs> right. If you're at an airport rusty. and there's a piano, are you that person who just goes and puts uh, the cup out? No, because I'm not I'm not that person who, who puts themselves out there that much. Uh-huh. This project has put me out there way more than I am <laughs> used to, so mm-hmm. I'm getting more comfortable with that. But uh, Maybe we'll have a piano in the new library. Yeah, maybe. You say, well, Actually, that oh, would be lovely. Piano. I forgot about that. Are, are you? It? We kind of wrote it into, well, not the soft copy. 
cost. We wrote it in as a donation. Okay. We often see pianos available, uh-huh. and you yeah. have to say no because we don't have the space. And right. You were not here, but one of the summer reading program themes was a music theme. Library I have two rock. pianos here. There was a player piano. Thank God, really? DPW rolled it in here with the greatest effort and put it in front of the fireplace. And yep. children played the piano all in summer. here all Aww. summer. And there was a drum set. In the there was also yeah. another piano oh, out there. Oh Both God. of them yeah. came from my house. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So we know we can get pianos. Yeah, yes, no money, for no money, as long as we have strong people to move yep. them. Yeah, which so we do. I would hope well, for a piano. Well, Ari, got, we don't have a, I'm out of practice because we haven't had a piano in a long time, but Ari got me a keyboard for Christmas. So no, I do have that in my office now. I take little breaks. All right, no pressure, but yeah, I'll be I looking know, right? for it. <laughs> a small concert. Uh, it'd be like a piano bar. We'll just yell out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sure. coming. Um, I can't the, wait sure, to hear it. This is the last we're going to see of you. Library Building Committee, drive to go Jeez, check her website post. out, um, mvlibrarybuildingcommittee.com, mm-hmm. and that can be found on the town website, right? Mm-hmm. There's a link there, or you yep. can just go there. We're driving people to um, go visit that site. You put a lot of work mm-hmm. into that for more information about the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if there's any additional questions, there's a way to ask them on the website. Um, you can do that anonymously. They can be posted. Uh, the answers can be posted to the website. You can also reach us at mvlibrarybuildingcommittee.com at gmail.com and you've got a meeting coming up february 21st which is tomorrow that is tomorrow, tomorrow and then they're gonna have one more meeting on march 6th you can always come in person oh my god we are so close to town um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right at the three week mark wow. um, tomorrow so that's exciting in three weeks we will Time is vote flying. our officers through and in three weeks we'll have town meeting yep that's amazing us. i can't believe it's been a whole year Ooh. Incredible year, right? Yeah. So thank you for your efforts. Um, phenomenal work. Whatever okay. happens, thank we'll you. just see. But I cannot thank you enough for your fresh eyes and your talent. And um, you're one of our favorite patrons. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for coming to town. Love it. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. We'll see you at town meeting. We're not going to have another podcast until after town meeting. Oh, unless we have a special snow alert or something <laughs> like last year. But anyways, thanks everybody. Happy voting. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.